my lovely parent friends, and apparently we are still friends and on episode 42 of the Teen and Tween Parenting Podcast. I am your cruise director in this tempestuous and fantabulous and worrisome and anxiety-provoking journey we call parenting and parent-tweening. And I was thinking that maybe I would change the name of this podcast. Like, I don't know why the name figuring shit out just comes to my head. And I was talking about it with my son who has a podcast of his own. My son is 22 years old and is now living in Colombia, as many of you know, teaching English. And he came home for the beginning of the pandemic. Actually, he came home really sick in March of that year after going on spring break. I'm pretty sure that he had the original original version of COVID. And we are vegan and we had become vegan while he was in college. So he hadn't actually been vegan around us. He might come home for vacations or spring break or something like that. And then because we kept a vegan household, he would keep vegan with us, but he wasn't vegan. And so when he came home, we all had kind of incorporated him into our vegan life and he became vegan as well. And he said that he felt better. And so he's actually decided to continue to stay vegan. But originally when he came home and was vegan, he was kicking and screaming and not happy about it and, and just did it. He's, he's a fairly easygoing kid, but it, he just wasn't pleased. And so he started a podcast called The Reluctant Vegan Son. And it was a podcast that we both did together. And we did at least 50 episodes of it. It was quite a long time that we did it. And it was a great podcast, but eventually he wasn't reluctant anymore. It was just something he did. I would say becoming vegan is really about replacing the 10 things that you eat normally in your present day life for 10 other things that you can learn to love and then begin to eat and incorporate into your own diet. So even though it feels like you'd have nothing left, it's just about replacing something and continuing the mindset that the things that you're eating are things that you want to eat and that you love and that you're good and you feel good doing it. And that's the way he's done it. And, and he's a very kind of experiential and out there eater. And realized that he wasn't reluctant anymore. He was not the reluctant vegan son. And mostly what he was talking about was just about what it was like to be a young guy just graduating from college trying to figure shit out. So I said to him, why don't you call it the figuring shit out podcast? But he wouldn't. He looked at me and said, that's your podcast. That's your name. That's what you want. So it's interesting because here I am the parent and I'm just throwing out the the s words and the f bombs and the whatever and even though i don't curse very much i do like a very well placed f bomb or a very well placed shit bomb or whatever it is but he didn't want to call it that so he has changed the name to his podcast to doing me doing you something like that so that he could have an acronym called dmdy which i find very interesting like that he's so mature about it, but he's just like a young guy figuring shit out, or at least that's what I think. But I think that this podcast is actually just me figuring shit out and sharing the shit that I figure out with you and you figuring shit out and doing the best that you possibly can. So this is the Teen and Tween Parenting Podcast, aka figuring shit out. So we are doing that. So this weekend I came back from... Austin, Texas, and I was at 
my mastermind with the coaching school that I go to. I am at the Life Coach School with Brooke Castillo, and I have recently been certified. It's actually not that recent anymore, over a year ago, and I am a life coach. And it's interesting to say because I'm also a doctor, and that's an identity that I've held on to so definitively and 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 it was just me and part of the reason why I held on to that identity as much as I do and am is because it did take me a lot to get here. It took me a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of grit and a lot of effort. But also there is a certain place that it holds in society that makes me feel a little bit better about myself. So in the places where I feel a little bit small, a little bit stupid, a little bit not worthy, I have that MD. And I always say I throw that MD bomb in there. So you got the, the F bomb, the shit bomb and the MD bomb. And I place that in a conversation when I feel like I need to take somebody down a notch, which is really interesting because I normally don't sit around telling people that I'm a doctor. It just happens to come up or I don't expect my patients to call me Dr. Naradin. They could either call me Dr. Nikki or Nikki or Dr. Naradin if they feel like they have that particular kind of professionalism that they wanna keep from me, that it makes them feel better, but I have no attachment to it. But there is some way in which I have an attachment to being an MD so that I feel better in places where I don't feel so great or where I feel stupid or where, where I feel unworthy or where I feel small. And then I use it as a way probably to make myself feel better and usually to make somebody else feel something. I don't know what I'm trying to make them feel, but it's something that I want to make them feel with that. But I have been telling people that I am a life coach and that actually being a life coach is probably the best thing that I do. So whenever I am working and I work in remote Alaska with my patients, I coach them probably three quarters of the time. And I use whatever Western medicine techniques I need for a very, very small amount of time. And then I'm incorporating everything else, whether it be the acupuncture that I do, whether it be the, like I said, life coaching that I do, whether it's the nutritional counseling that I'm doing, all of it. And so me being a life coach has actually impacted so many more people, but also as a life coach, I've given myself permission to come up with amazing ideas and to use them to help other people move forward, or at least give them the ideas about what they might want to head towards or what they could accomplish themselves or whether they can blow their damn mind. So it's opened me up in a way to be able to cultivate ideas that I actually wasn't able to cultivate as a physician, because as a physician, there is a particular plan for me, a particular way to do things, a, a particular way that I learned that didn't allow me to expand my ideas to go off and grow all of these little thought babies so that I can come up with methods in order to make people's lives go as best as they possibly can. So I went to this mastermind and this mastermind was so exciting. There were 1200 of us, 1200, mostly women who were all trying to make a huge impact on the world, who were all trying to blow their own damn mind, who are all trying to figure out how to make people know that what they want to do is possible. I am like a dream maker. And that's what we all felt like we were. But the other interesting part is that I didn't feel like anybody there had anything more to offer than me. 
that we were all capable of it and that they were doing some spectacular, big, wonderful thing affecting so many lives and that I could do that as well. So for the first time, I felt like I didn't need to play it small, that I could play it pretty big. And that's interesting for me because most people would say that I don't live my life particularly smallly, but I think that I live my life in some ways, worrying about what people think about me. And that's part of the reason why I became the MD, because I was worrying about whether they were going to like me or think I'm smart enough or whether I was going to achieve a certain thing. And this explained it without me having to explain anything else. So I am a life coach and I am changing people's lives so that they can know their mind and have the biggest life possible. And I'm focusing on parents of teens because I think that we're in a particular place where we're being hit, not only with the difficulty of raising the teenagers, but the difficulty of what it was like when we were teenagers. So we're constantly reliving whatever happened to us, whatever the tropes were about teenagers again over and over again. And I always say that the quickest way to your earliest shit is to have a child and whatever is going on with you, wherever you're reacting just a little bit oddly or a little bit harshly or a little bit urgently or a little bit insecurely is probably what was going on for you at that age. So it's a beautiful, fantastic opportunity to start exploring what was happening for you then, why you're reacting the way you're reacting, and do you want to continue to react that way or not? Are you getting the results that you want to get? So that's my little rant. And now I'm just going to talk a little bit about what happened during my mastermind. I'd never been to a mastermind before. I had never been to a collection of people coming up with so many ideas. I've been to tons of medical conferences and I've seen advances in medicine and I've taken tons of notes trying to learn as much as I can, but I wasn't coming up with my own ideas about them. I didn't even know that I could have my own ideas about them. So hopefully when you're listening to this podcast, you are taking what I say, and some of it you might think is a big bunch of horseshit, and some of it you might not care about at all, and that's all right, but just allowing the possibility that there might be a spark of something in it that sparks something in you that will move something forward, and that's all. So you are looking to be open. You are looking to be coachable and you're looking for a spark of an idea. But I also love that spark that you think is a bunch of horseshit that I'm talking about, or she doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. I don't care. I don't care at all. Because if you just get to know your mind a little bit, if you question something, even the tiniest bit, if you shift even the tiniest amount, it will already make the hugest difference. And your children will know they will know when something changes. You don't have to do very much for them to know that something is different. They always know. And they always know when something's not good, even if you think you're hiding it from them. They always know. But the problem is when you're hiding it from them or you believe you're hiding it from them, they always know that something weird is going on. And then they think they're crazy. Then they're like, something's going on and no one's telling me anything and I know it's happened. So it must be me. I must be crazy. And you live your life with this belief that somehow there's something wrong with your mind, that you are not perceiving things in the correct way. 
All right. So I am going to go through a couple of the takeaways and a couple of the big quotes and messages and try if I can to inspire you and blow your own mind and keep you open and do wonderful things. So the first one that I find really interesting is that progress comes from creating results. So I think we spend a lot of time doing, 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 talking, 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 thinking, 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 and not creating anything. And also consuming, consuming, consuming. I mean, I am the first person to consume a million podcasts. I am the first person to consume a lot of self-help books. I love consuming things with the thought that I'm actually doing something, but I am not creating things. So I have made a pact with myself that I will create content at least as much as I'm consuming it, which is quite a bit. So I'm going to have to consume less because I'm not sure whether I'm creating as much as I'd like to, or I want to create much more. All right. So you have to actually create a result in order to know you're doing something. So a lot of people will come to me and and this I find really interesting and they'll say, oh, I've done so many things to figure out how to lose weight or whatever it is in my practice, or I've done so many things to try to get to know my child better, or so many things to try to do this one thing. And they haven't gotten the result they wanted yet. I was like, well, how many things have you tried? And they tried like one thing, two things, maybe, maybe three or four things. Like it never usually goes beyond three or four and they still haven't gotten the result. I was like, well, it's not enough then clearly because Really, progress is about continuing to try no matter what. And that the journey is the failures. And that's the only way that you can learn and that you will continue to try to stay as close and connected to your child as you possibly can in the face of tons of failures, in the face of lots of eye rolling, in the face of them being annoyed and mad at you until you get the result you want, which is that strong, connected relationship. Now, a strong, connected relationship doesn't mean they're going to want to be with you all the time. It's the idea that they know that they can come to you without managing your emotions, that they can come to you and not have to worry about whether they're hurting your feelings or not by sharing with you how difficult things are. That is what you're going for. So progress progress comes from creating results and that you need to continue to try and pivot and try again until you figure out how to get the result that you want. Now, the the result might change a bit. You know, maybe the result you want is a, a message that you've gotten from whoever gave you those messages, whether it be your family of origin, whether it be society, no matter what it is. So you have to decide why you want that particular result and do you like your reasons why. But if you have a goal, an idea, an interest, a desire, and that's where you want to get to, then you keep doing something. And that's called massive action. Massive action is only when you take action that produces a result, either a yes or a no, something. So massive action is really that. It's not taking some action and then failing and then not having the result and then wondering why and then not doing any more and then asking questions like, why didn't this happen? Why does nobody like me? Why can't I make things happen? Those are useless questions. All right, I am moving on. So 
the other thing they said is that your success will be determined by how well you obey yourself. Now, I think that's really interesting. And when I think about obeying myself, I think about actually doing the things that I plan on doing. And when I talk about doing the things I'm planning on doing, it's the things that are moving me forward in whatever I envision for my life. So if I plan on doing a podcast and I wrote down when I'm doing it, but I don't do it, I'm not obeying in some ways. And I don't love the word obey, but I am not actually following what it is that I planned on doing. And so if I'm not following what I planned on doing and deciding to watch the new season of Bridgerton instead, then I will not succeed in whatever my future hopes, desires, and dreams are, which is to get this out into the world and impact as many people as possible. So really, the people who have discipline and do well are ones that actually will do what they say they're doing in the face of not feeling like doing it. Now, I did not feel like doing this podcast. I had just gotten home from Austin. I went straight from Nome to Austin, and now I'm here. And I wanted to go hang out with my friends. And I wanted to go walk outside. And I wanted to go to Trader Joe's, which is kind of my lovely oasis of wonderfulness. I wanted to go there. But I realized that I had told myself that I'm going to do this podcast because I want to make sure I get this podcast out to you guys. And that's a commitment that I made to myself and to you and to the world that I want to impact and make the world a better, more connected place so that we have all of the ballast we need in order to deal with hard situations, which they're going to be. So anyway, I did the podcast anyway, and I love that idea that discipline is taking action when you don't want to, and your success will be determined by how well you obey or you stick to what you say you're going to do. Oh my God, I love this. This next one is your dreams won't be pleased that you did dot, dot, dot. And so I thought about it. My dreams will not be pleased that I watch the whole season of Bridgeton. Now, I might be excited that I watch the season of Bridget in, but my future self and my future dream will not be happy that I just spent 10 hours watching Bridget in. Now, I don't need to spend 10 hours creating my hopes and dreams. I actually only need an hour or two because I get to work and I am willing to do B minus work. And when I say I'm willing to do B minus work, I'm not even sure what B minus is. B minus might just be the idea that I have in my perfectionist brain about what's good or not good enough. And usually that's only because I want people to like me and see that I'm so good and I'm so smart. So it's not necessarily related to how good or not good it is. I mean, if there's some grammatical errors in my newsletter, maybe that's not so good, but I can switch that easily. But I am willing to put out work and put out work quickly. So it'll only take me an hour to do everything that I want to do. And then I could watch quite a few hours of Bridgerton, but I really should be scheduling that in because my dreams will not be pleased. And I use my dreams as my future self will not be pleased with me binge watching that thing that I'm binge watching, whether it be Bridgerton or Outlander or whatever your jam is, or maybe Facebook or something like that. But no, it would not be pleased. So, and the other, the other way that I say that is what would your dreams think of that? 
and my dreams would be pretty pissed. But I do a lot of future thinking. Now, I've always done a lot of of past thinking. And the way I work on my past is I work on it very particularly. I go back for only specific amounts of time with friends of mine, and I work on how that little girl feels in a situation. And then that little girl gets to have her feelings fully there because it's easier to forgive the little girl for whatever hard feelings she has, because usually the present situation is related to something that's triggered for me in the past. So if I can go to the past and just work on it while being compassionate with myself, while being kind to myself, while loving myself, while knowing that that little girl was just an incredibly lovely, wonderful little girl who was doing the best that she could in a very hard situation and then got to work on it, you know, whether it be cry about it or laugh about it with somebody else, then I'm able to move everything forward. But now I, I, switch back and forth pretty easily. I'm going past, I'm going future, but I'm also going it at very particular times. And when I say particular times, it means that I don't spend all day going past and going future. Now, I might have a thought in the future, and I really love doing this. Like the thought is, what will my tomorrow self think about what I'm doing today? And I thought about that when I, I was in Nome and I went to play poker in a bar and it's so interesting being in a small town and being the doctor in a small town because you end up seeing your patients there. Like everybody's saying, hey, doc, what's up? So I'm very careful about how I act in places, but I love to play poker and I like having a poker community. So I did decide to go. It took me a year to find it and get there. But I decided and it wasn't even a hard decision because I don't drink that I don't drink and I'm not drinking. And so somebody asked me, Hey, let me buy you a drink or let me buy you a shot. And I always said my tomorrow, Nikki would not be pleased with me drinking today. And I can always see the tomorrow, Nikki, which is really exciting. The truth is, is that I never actually want to drink. I have no desire for alcohol. And I love being in that place because if I had a desire for alcohol or to feel whatever the effects of alcohol were, whether it be social lubricant or forgetting about my problems or relaxing in certain ways, if I had that desire, then I would constantly be struggling with my desire, gritting my teeth in order to not drink. But since I don't have that desire and I don't really care about it, it's very easy for me. Let me tell you, I, I truly feel think that the way to go is to actually not have the desire for things. I'm looking to not have the desire to fill my freaking face all the time, or that food is just sustenance and that I can enjoy some of it, but I'm not like sitting there like expecting and can't wait for that next ice cream cone. That would be quite the revolution in my body. That's for sure. So anyway, I am moving on. You know, so we're talking about if your dreams were watching, would they be pleased? Okay. Uh, and then the other thing that they said is try epic shit out and do it badly. I love that. Try big stuff out and be expecting yourself to not do it well. Go and play that round of golf, which I am totally terrified to play and be really, really bad at it. Go and do the dance nation, whatever, and be a shitty ass dancer. Do whatever, but try the epic stuff out. Because every time you do, you realize that you could push yourself in a certain way to do things that are hard. And doing hard shit makes 
things easier. Doing hard shit is the way to go. So you are pushing yourself constantly to do some hard shit so that you make your life easier. Because doing the easier shit just makes your life hard. Let me tell you, eating the stuff I eat all the time because it feels easy and good makes my life freaking hard. And it makes it hard today. It makes it hard in the future. And it makes it hard when I gain that 20 pounds in the future. And then all of a sudden I have to take care of my health issues. So remember that doing easy stuff actually does make it hard and doing the hard stuff will eventually make stuff easier. Now, again, that doesn't mean that you have to grit and bear it and white knuckle things. It's that you make some decision and you allow yourself to have all those feelings you have about that decision you make that feels hard. So that is the next thing that I'm thinking about. And so there are a couple of other things that I want to say, but this has become a long podcast. I really am trying to keep this at snack size or bite size. Well, it's kind of in between. It's more like a, like a mezzo or something. It's a first course, like a pasta. Um, but that idea about your future self looking back at you, I think that you can actually bring that to further places. So thinking about your tomorrow future self and how you would feel if you did that particular thing today or your future self a year from now. So know that your goals and your dreams can be as far into the future or not and have that wiser elder person looking back and deciding would they have wanted that to happen or not happen. And again, it's not an either or situation. It, it's a both but it's intentional. And I think the more that we're intentional, the more shit we get done. And that's just the way it is. So I'm gonna stop here just because I've got a whole tremendously more stuff. And I think that, that we take information in, in bite-sized pieces and we get our minds blown in small ways that we need to incorporate and simmer and marinate and do whatever else. And, uh, and I'm going to let you guys simmer with this one a little bit. Now, if this resonates with you, I want you to get in touch with me, drnickynaridan.com and send me a direct message and let's figure out if it makes sense to work together, because I want you to have that big, fun, wonderful, worry-free, and not even worry-free, like how you're going to deal with the worry, anxiety-less type of life so that you could stay close and connected to your family and everybody else. So that's drnickynaridan.com. Like, share, rate, and review the podcast and send it to everybody you know so that it can make as big an impact as possible. We are changing the world and we're going to blow our own damn minds. I want you to go out and do epic shit today. All right. I love you guys.